Well, welcome back to another episode of The Miles Driven with me, Miles. And the woefully unprepared, as usual, me, Sam. Well, at least you got your name in it this yep. time. So, but we didn't get a foreign language. We didn't. But we, we did fair, get your name. In fairness, this podcast was recorded at a time when I wasn't aware this podcast was going to be recorded. Okay, yeah. I, I had to um, grab so, Sam off the street so for this, this one. This was yeah. a, I was leaving and was yes. dragged back kicking and screaming. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cover off today, I think the main thing is actually the cars of Instagram. So it's the cars that we have uh, on our on the Instagram, the Miles Driven. They're from some classic car work I've done. From I mean, you're really eating into the question that someone sent in I haven't asked you. Yeah, just sorry, mate. told you about sorry. it. Uh, before we do that, uh, I want to do a listener question. And I want to do a covering off of a film that I recently saw. So I'm going to do the listener question first, Sam. Okay. Someone sent us in. Uh, I should I should know their name, but I'm really you sorry. See, I come in with the listener names, but you know now I'm not going to include my listener name because I feel no, no. bad if one does and no, one no. doesn't. So I, I'm really sorry, that whoever sent this in, because I have to use I use my phone as a backup recording in case our main recording equipment fails during the podcast, so we don't lose it all. But it means I don't have access to my phone as we're recording. So sorry about that. I will bring in a backup at some point. Although because... interestingly, the last podcast we had to we stopped halfway through because I had catastrophic cramp. Yes. So we had to stop the recording. And then when we restarted it, you somehow forgot to restart the phone recording. So we don't have a phone recording. We don't have a backup. <laughs> we don't have a backup of the recording. So, so this could be coming to you after the worst podcast that we've ever released. Well, that just ends. Just halfway through. Just yeah. Someone just clicks a button. But they'll know who they are the second I ask the question. So that's that's fine. And it was, uh, name a car. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah, they like the show. So thanks for that, uh, that they sort of said. Yeah, they're enjoying much. He doesn't it. even know your name, and he hasn't written the question down <laughs> I'm properly. I'm so sorry. This is so unprofessional. What I want to say, though, is it was a good question, and that's yeah. why I actually... Even we think, but we don't know. Instead of me sort of saying, I'll forget about it, I'll bring it up another time, I actually don't want to cover it off now, because it was a good question. I'd like you to have an answer to it. This is why I'm the customer relations side of this. This is why you do this stuff, yeah. And it was, uh, name a car that you would both want to own, new and used. And it sort of went on to give the parameters, basically... A car that is on sale today, but also was on sale, say, 10 or 15 years ago, that you wouldn't care if you walked into the dealer and they said it's free, but you, had, you, you know, it's behind one door is a new one, behind one door is a, okay. a used one, that you, you'd be happy either way to walk away with. I'm assuming you've got your answer in mind. Um, I did have it, but I think it's a bit of a dull answer. So, because I, I would say Golf GTI. Mm. Because if if I had a brand if I had, I had a Mark V Golf GTI, yeah, so yeah. that's 15, seven, about 15 years old now. Yeah. If I had one of those, I'd be quite happy. If I had a brand new one, I'd be quite happy. So, yeah. But I think there's more interesting stuff. There um, is, but mine's going to be just as boring, I think. But I might come up with something else halfway through. So my my initial off the bat answer is an Astra, G, Astra VXR. But they don't sell them brand new now. Oh, they well, that's, that gone out the window then. Do you know what though? They they kept that going. I think until 2020. Bear in mind, they didn't sell many after about 1718. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I thought you were going to pick that, but yeah, yeah no, they did discontinue it. Didn't think to forewarn me on that one, did you? No, because <laughs> they're not owned. They're owned by um, is it the PSA Group now? That's why they look the right. same as okay. uh, as the Persians right. and stuff. Fine. So a car that you could have. I mean, obviously, there's things like Range Rovers and stuff. But if it was something that was a bit more every day, okay, Ford Focus ST. Oh, they do still make the yeah. Ford Focus ST. So yeah, if it was if it was what a five, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if it was like a five-cylinder one, the, the 2005... Yeah, I'd probably be happier with I'd one be, of those. Funny enough, I'd be happier. 
than the brand new one. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I wouldn't say no to a new one. I think so. that's a good pick actually, because yeah, if it was a new one, right, so no, you go pick now, go. <laughs> the other thing I would say, I went to go and watch um, that new film by Michael Bay, that Ambulance. Film, oh, okay. Which was filmed during COVID in Los Angeles, so yeah. it's quite weird because there's a few shots where you see them, they're pulling off a heist, and you see it and you think. Well, they have, well, obviously had to clear the street for filming, right? But okay. the whole street's empty. Yeah. And you suddenly realise, I bet as they were filming it, yeah, it was everything. Was yeah, locked nobody down. was allowed to be out anyway. Um, the only thing that, that struck me though, there's some fantastic vehicles in this, and in classic Michael Bay, you know, he did Bad Boys and he did Armageddon and yeah. uh, Transformers. So he did Pearl Harbor as well. Yeah. So there's always some sort of shiny car, and there's always guns and all that sort of stuff. And in this film, you've got a Nissan GTR, you've got Chrysler 300C SRTs. Dodge Hellcat, uh, sorry, a Hellcat, but it's a they've got the Hellcat engine in the Dodge Ram TRX. Okay, and all these hyper powerful, and obviously then there's loads of the police cruisers, and all you can hear for parts of it's just rumbling V8s and all this sort of stuff just throttling away. Yeah, I thought, God, how is he going to make a film in ten years when all these cars are being forced <laughs> yeah. to become electric? The soundtracks he's got on file won't work anymore. No. I mean, and it, and it takes some of the adrenaline away because you're watching that and you're thinking, God, this is you know, you, you I almost wanted to buy one, and none of them, apart from the well, actually the GTR was not for sale here anymore, so none of them were for sale in the UK. But you watch that, and I think if I was an American, you, I can see why so many of them end up on ridiculous finance payments because they go to the cinema and they say. Look at this big V8 truck you can buy or sports yeah. car you can buy. And it's only $900 a month. And this person <laughs> pulls home $1,000 a month and think, well, if I spend all my money on that car, I am be really happy. I am in a Michael Bay film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the control you have for, to have. For about six months and then you're in jail. <laughs> yes, for, for, uh, for not paying your bills, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I just that was just an interesting point. It's not not a bad film, actually, for anyone who's interested. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm assuming I'll go and watch it. I mean, my other half has a... She's got the past. One of those thing, cinema past things. We haven't been for a couple of weeks, so I imagine yeah. I'll be uh, headed there soon. And it's quite a good. Busy. It's quite a good. Um, it's Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Um, oh, okay. Well, the problem is, every spare night I keep getting dragged to go and do this, some podcast with some some bloke. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's he's all... an unfortunate person. Yeah. Well, if he's calling you, he must be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go on to the to the um, main topic, which is what you you said you wanted to see this one on. Yeah, I'm not going to name the person because I would feel bad naming the person Fair after enough. Mr. Anonymous yeah. that sent in half a question earlier in the podcast. Well, at least they'll, as they listen, they know that. I, I, yeah. I, I thought, like, oh, Miles a... sort of noticed me once. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a great question. I didn't want to... So what, when we're rich and famous in 10 years or so, that's going to come back to haunt you and you're going to get cancelled. Some blokes... By cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> Some bloke's going to call me up and say, listen, you know, you could have said my name yeah. at some point. So I'm suing you for 600 yeah. million. <laughs> yes. Go um, on. Yeah, so the question we got sent in, I won't name the whole question either. I'm going to go down the miles route. Yeah. It was basically saying, look, guys, I love the podcast, etc., etc. Thank you very much. Um, but I love all your photos. Your photos don't look like they're taken off the internet or stock photos. Where do you get your yeah, photos not, from? Yeah. And I know you were quite keen to answer that. So because please begin. Uh, I don't. I think I've taken it off the Mars Driven. But originally, when I started the Mars Driven, it was part of my... I did vehicle photography and uh, vehicle uh, as sort of... It wasn't reviews, it was more descriptions about cars for people that were selling them, and it was sort of freelance work that I was doing at the time, and uh, I sort of drifted that into the miles driven just by sort of thinking, well, do you know what? I get to spend a lot of time around a lot of different cars. Um, I don't have to sell them anymore, which was great. Yeah. I just get to go and enjoy them, and um, 
I thought, well, do you know what? I should put some of the old photos up because yeah. it's so a good so way to start. They are all photos that you have taken. I think At the moment, they're exclusively photos you've taken, but the, they will be photos that I've taken yes. as the we only, move forward. The only ones that I haven't taken are fairly obvious. So there's a picture of uh, the Ranger Raptor, the press Ranger yeah, Raptor. Yeah, you've got obviously a picture of Max Verstappen and a picture and of Ferrari, then, which is obviously our Formula One. There's the Ford that you just mentioned. I think there's a Maserati engine, but I'm thinking you might have taken no, that, that as well. Yeah, I think... Other than that, I think they're all photos. Yeah, so it's just, just one so, or two press things for stuff that was coming um, out more recently. So I think what we were going to say is obviously that answers the question, but I think for today's podcast we were just going to I'm going to pick a couple of the pictures and we're going to talk about the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I actually want to start off with the first one that's on the Mars driven currently, which was we really, really need to put some stuff up because this was the 28th of March. It's yeah, been a few days. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is the Volvo P. One eight zero zero a P eighteen hundred yeah, yeah so that would have been really a better way to nice. say that yeah um I remember I didn't know this car existed and you sent me a picture when you were out taking the photographs of it and yeah. I was like wow that looks amazing yeah um I don't have a lot of information obviously on it but this, I'm guessing you can talk through this it. one particularly was very nice because it was a Canadian import oh sorry I'll go. just quickly add obviously you guys aren't going to see what we're talking about but but you, you can, can go to the Mars Driven yeah. Instagram and you can look at them. I say yeah afterwards. So you you can hear our opinions on them, and then you can go and you can go and uh, or if your you're own just opinions if on you're them. just listening along, you know, on your phone, you're not driving or anything. Then oh yeah, you yeah. Feel free grab, to grab Instagram out and have a look yourself. Yeah. So this is this is literally the first picture on the Instagram currently, or well, the most recent. It, yeah, sorry, yeah. the most recent. Yeah. yeah, it may well have not be when this is released, but at the moment, yeah, it is um, on the 28th of March. So, so this yeah, is the Volvo P1800. This is the vehicle that was known to do uh, a million miles. Someone in America bought one, oh, and okay. they did a million miles in it. Um, it very interesting vehicle. That one particularly, it was a Canadian import to the UK, so it was left-hand drive. It hadn't done many miles. It had a we <laughs> got in it. It was a very weird function of it. it. Had this buzzer going off. I couldn't quite understand why. But moving it around for pictures, realised I can't remember how old this vehicle was, but it was the seatbelt warning. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so you just didn't have it on. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, okay. when you jumped in and out of this classic stuff, you lucky if it had electrics to warn you of anything. Even, you know, even a, a light to say the headlights were on. And oh, okay. So for, <laughs> for that age, to, for something to tell you, you haven't got your seatbelt on and I'm going to keep buzzing at you until you do, it shows Volvo's intent yeah. all that way back there. But it was a very smooth handling. Very, again, anything you get in that's classic, you have to kind of refresh your memory. There's going to be a lot more body roll, generally speaking. Okay, if you're going to get a Ferrari F40, different story. Yeah, of course. But especially something like this, it's it's not low to the ground. No, it's not high. I mean, we're not talking like it's a Range Rover or something, but it's not it's not as low as my Astra, for yeah. example, to yeah, the yeah. ground, is it? So and, and the interesting thing is, if you went around a corner in a modern Astra, for example, yeah, yeah. It, it would corner. We use that example flat. quite a lot. We but do. It's only because I own one. Yeah, so. but you would corner fairly flat. It would be lean, depending on what wheels and tyres you've got on yeah, there and what spec but there would be link on the on these older vehicles you tend to get the entire body roll with the car but yeah. it happens in such a fluid motion as if it was designed well it was designed that way that it's actually quite relaxing and you do you do get to go at a bit of if you in a modern car as you get to a corner if you're going a little bit too quickly it's the roll that tells you actually I'm going a little bit too quickly and you start to lose traction on the tyres because there's not you know that everything can't do everything. So if the tires are being pushed to their limits, if the chassis is being pushed to its limits, if the suspension doesn't have enough giving it, eventually the only option left is for you to lose friction and begin to slide. 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's the sort of warning the tires are giving you. On this generation of vehicle, you're getting more and more body roll, a more and more body roll, and then the tires are starting to say, "Okay, well, I've had yeah. I've had enough now." Because, but a lot of the feel is coming through the chassis, and you're actually moving with it. And although you aren't going as quickly because of the limitations of engineering back then, and also because when you're rolling that much, you generally it doesn't feel that comfortable sometimes. Yeah. But quite a fluid motion. So I'd say you can at least corner and feel that you can hold the corner. And as you come and correct yourself, it kind of happens that little bit slower that you go from being angled over, say with your shoulder dipping, to then your shoulder coming back straighter and straighter until you're now going straight again. And for anyone that was learning, say on a track, who didn't want to go particularly quickly, something like that, would actually be a better learning tool because you get a real feel for the car than you know today if it's a really stiff chassis what the feel you get is the steering starting to say okay you're so i'm going a bit lighter now i'm going a bit lighter now i'm going a bit lighter now yeah and that's because the tires are saying we're at our limits and we've got there's no more giving the suspension the chassis's not giving me anything more so i've got nothing more to give that was a nice car i, I like it was a wagon one. though wasn't it Yes, two different ones. Yes, so yeah. it wasn't the coupe; it was the wagon. But I would say, even if you haven't got time to look at it now, when you get home or when you get to your destination, if you're driving, do have a look at it and make sure you look for the wagon because they'll just go on the Instagram and you'll see the one we're talking about. A but it sto- is a very nice car. Just a little story I'll tell with that one. We we took those pictures in London. There's two pictures actually of the P1800. There's one I've loaded up earlier, just the front of it. Oh yes, yeah, so there is. Yeah. Um, and when I was taking pictures in, in a very nice very very expensive area in london and there were security vans that just obviously patrol these areas you know they sort of go around every 10 minutes just that's there yeah you see them because they're in they're either in a van or like a smart car okay and uh one of the ones because i've parked outside of this manor to take some of the pictures um they just stopped about 30 feet and just watched what i was doing <laughs> i was like well I'm clearly doing a job here, guys. I'm not trying to case the joint because yeah. where I've got the car. Yeah, I think that's the thing. If I turned up and taken pictures of a an old Citroen out the front or something like that, not an old, but you know, an absolute four hundred pound uh, Polo or something, they'd have thought this bloke looks dodgy. But when you're in a polished up, shining classic car, yeah, the reason you're there is probably a little bit more obvious. So that was a nice day. I like that. I like that car. It was good. I'm going to let, good I'm gonna let you well. harp on about one of the cars you've owned now. I'll oh, go on. Um, you can pick A or B. B. Okay. I wonder if you knew that B was going to be the Civic Type R. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is obviously the EP3, EP3 Type R. So I'm going to sit down and have a little sleep. And that I'll was... speak to you guys in about 20 minutes. The picture that's on there is my uh, old Honda Civic Type R. Yeah, so uh, just for everyone's, you know, this is this the picture date is 5th, 12th of December 2021 when we put it up. It's a Honda Civic Type R. Yeah, uh, the, start, the start of the plate is K20, just so you know that you're looking at the right photo. I got really fortunate when I bought that car, someone had put a K20 number plate on it, which and the engine, just in case you're running for the reference, the engine is a K20A. So the private plate someone had put on it prior to my purchase was K20 and then something else that didn't have any relevance. But um, I like that car, apart from the fact that prior to my ownership and without me knowing, someone had fitted the knuckles on the front and the front brakes from an Integra Type R. And so when I went to a garage to have some ball joints or something changed, they said, oh, we've we've got the part, but it's the wrong part. Sorry, can you come back tomorrow? Yeah, no worries, these things happen. Come back tomorrow. 
right, we've got the other, we've got replacement part. It's still not the right part. You know, and they're sort of saying these parts guys, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so they went off this garage, really nice. And so it said, look, we'll, we'll try and get it sorted now for you. Well, it turns out the third, once the third one was the wrong part, they started right. to question my car. Okay. And that's when it all became apparent because the front wheels were slightly wider. Uh, than they should be. On the right, EPD. okay. And it's so, basically, the, the Brembo brakes, uh, caliper and disc that come off an Integra Type R can be fitted to a Civic Type R, but you have to put, replace the hub, basically. And uh, it, it caused me no end of problems. I couldn't change the wheels that were on the car because I ch- I bought a set of nice wheels for it. The, the ones that are on there are the ones that came with it. I, I think bought... they're quite nice, though. They were nice. They just weren't to my taste. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You quite like multi-spoke stuff, and I quite yeah. like big five spokes. Or yeah, six you do. Spokes. Yeah, because your S three had um, OZ Superleggeras on it. It did. Which good memory. Nice, the nicest wheels ever made. Yeah, you really like those, um, and you didn't really like them as much. I think it's because I'm a bit of. A, I, I do like to, to clean my car and detail it and stuff like that. <laughs> it takes you longer. Yeah, <laughs> when when you've got loads of spokes, you're just there. But the yeah. Superleggeras are probably the nicest wheels ever made. Uh. Well, you won't agree because you don't no, like them. But, but, they, but they were nice. I mean, I, I, I didn't take them off the S3 when I had them. So much so that I remember at that age, I can't remember, what were we, 18, 19 at the time, I think? Must have been uh, when you had your S3? Uh, yeah, I don't think I was 18. I don't think I was getting short. Okay, so around the 20s. I remember constantly just looking at them and they were, what were they, about £800 a corner at least. They were, they were expensive. And I just they remember were sitting there thinking, said. yeah, well, I think if I, you know, if I, if I get... If I save up a little bit and maybe borrow the rest of the money, I could probably buy a set of these for my next car. It's yeah, two thousand four hundred pound. Yeah, <laughs> um, tires are yeah. expensive for that as well. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I really like that car. I had to to get rid of it. I bought a. Oh, what did I buy after? I oh, bought who knows something rubbish. Do you know what I did? I buy something rubbish. I think was it the Audi Audi A three, the diesel one. Yeah. yeah, I think I had got into a J-Lo. point. Yes, JLo. JLo was on the number plate, as in actual JLO. Yeah, not we didn't have like a picture of JLo on the number plate. Uh, yeah, I just got to a point. I think I was finishing university or something, and I I, I didn't have the money to keep. It's it going. a shame because I didn't appreciate that car when you had it. No, and I think now I think I'd appreciate it, it a lot more. Yeah. Now. Um, but and I'd spent a bit because when we picked it up, do you remember it, it needed a few bits? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It just it needed. I still don't remember picking this car up. It was Wales. I, I know. I, I know. We, we weren't in Wales. We were in. We were on the edge of the border. Oh, I know. And Wales. I just don't remember. It's funny. And yeah. I'll never remember that journey right. at all. And it's weird because I can remember every car we've ever been to get, but this one, it's like I, I'm convinced that you're thinking of someone else. But yeah. I know you're not. Yeah. Um. Is that so? That's that one. Then that's that one. Uh, let me just select another one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Aston Martin actually. So we've got the Aston Martin. It's a DB7. DB7, Volante. yeah. Wow, I don't know why that took me so long. All I, all I was thinking of was Vanquish, and I know it's yeah. not a Vanquish. The DB7 Volante with a V12 engine. Um, I really like this because I got to go to my birth city. Okay. We yeah. went up to Nottingham. Yeah. And uh, met a really nice guy um, who was selling it. Who uh, The only odd thing was it was automatic. So. The drive wasn't as good as I would have liked. I say it wasn't as good as I would have liked. It's, it just I would have. How many chances are you going to get to drive a manual um, V12? Not that many. And uh, because we, I have to do as part of the job, you know, you have to sort of take them out, do a bit of testing, make sure they're as the owner is describing and everything else. Um, you can get a good feel of the car. And and he was a, a lovely chap, and he was like, well, if you need to drive it, just uh, it's got a full tank. Yeah, he was selling. He was like, so, actually, yeah, I probably should just to make sure that I can I, do the 
the thorough writer yeah, that I, I need to do for this car. I probably should I'll take you an hour. Back. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I remember doing the photo shoot for it. It was a blazing hot day, really bright, bright sunshine. Anyone listening who does any sort of photography, even if they just do it on their, their phone as a hobby, but they've got a camera equipment or whatever you've done, when you've got really bright uh, sunshine and you're trying to take it off a black car, with really high reflection, it it was it was more of a challenge, uh, and yep. plus I was just hot and sweaty. Yeah, it was a very nice. That's a very nice car. Um, but that was a lovely car. As I say, it would have been nice if it had a a manual, just to have a drive in it as a manual. The the two things I'd sort of say about the drive of it, it I can see why it's sort of a supercar, sports car. However, one you know, I say sports supercar, but I can see why people describe it as that. It did feel its generation of supercar okay. though. As in, if you got in that and you got in a DB11, or you got in, it's going to feel completely different. Yeah, I think you would. I think it would feel outclassed. And I think even compared to stuff that was only a bit newer, maybe like a Ferrari F430 or a Porsche 911 997 generation, so like a 2006 2007. That to me did feel just an older generation vehicle. Yeah. Um, but that's probably quite fair because it was. I think the one I took out was like a one of the later ones before the DB9 came in. And uh, it had been out for since the mid-90s. So, yeah, yeah. they started off with that with a three-litre supercharged engine. And then on the facelift, they get a V12. Oh, okay. So um, it's nice to go out in V12. Uh, at some point, I'd like to go out in, a, in, the, um, in, the, three, in the supercharged uh, in oh, okay. 6 Yeah. But... Uh, I haven't actually just just by chance. I've never I've never actually been in one or even been near one. I don't think so. Always the V12. Don't know why is what it is. The next one, um, it's going to take a bit of description from me. Um, it's a question that we put up actually. Uh, it was actually the, the last month. It's what is your favourite area of favourite era of car interiors? Oh, and there's sort of five or six pictures. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to quickly read read through the the options and give you a brief detail while Miles takes a drink because he's been talking for most of the podcast. To be yeah. fair, um, so we've got the '60s, which is the picture we've got. It's very wooden, sort of vinyl um, dashboard. Lots and lots of gauges, uh, analog gauges, switches. There's not really a distinguishable radio. It's sort of down the bottom. A very thin gear stick. Very thin, thin steering wheel. Yeah, thin rim on the steering wheel. Quite wide yeah. and thin steering wheel. So that's the 60s. Do you know what that is? Uh, I don't actually know what that is. What is it? The Jaguar XJS. No, no. no. Uh, P38. Oh, that, okay, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Cool, okay. That is that Volvo. Oh, okay. So the next one's the 70s. Um, still got the, the wide steering wheel, but it's got Big more of like wheel. a... It's sort of got Huge the, the Mercedes... Thing. What would you call it? Like a, It's not a Trident. Spoke. The Mercedes spoke centre. Uh, more. What would you describe the dials as? They're not as, and they are analog, but they're not as analogy. No, they're coming out as, of like you're classic. Sort, yeah, you're sort of coming yeah. out, and then it's more switches as opposed to yeah. um, like proper chunky switches and very vulgar leather seats. Do you know the colour of that leather? Yeah. <laughs> it could only be the seventies. Yeah, exactly. maybe the eighties, maybe. But well, see, eighties you've gone more black. So we've got eighties is next. You've got sort of your black leather. Um, you've got your three dials, the sort of thing we became used to with the rev counter that's got the red the red needle with the red end, the red the rev the rev counter, sorry, on the dial. Very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. You've literally just got your stereo, your vents and your gauges. There's no screens, there's no nothing else. Gear sticks are getting a bit more chunky and the sort of rounded 
ones with the numbers and the dial that we're used to nowadays. Uh, and you've got your, what I imagine were not very good quality speakers. So that's the 80s. Ste- steering wheel, a bit thinner. Yeah, it's a bit thinner, but, but wider than the top. And, and yeah. the steering wheel itself has got a bit smaller. Yeah, sorry. It's small, what I meant by thinner was smaller. Um, and it's got like a big, chunky plastic oblong in the middle, in the of, middle it. of it. Yeah, That's a Porsche 911, that was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Horrible interior. <laughs> obviously we know that's not going to be my pick no. 90s, so we've got a BMW 90s interior here, now we've gone E36 BMW okay. so we've got a lot more going on now so you've got four dials in the centre you've got your light panel as you'd be used to down to your right, in the picture it's to your left but I'm going to talk as if it's a right hand drive uh, you've got your air conditioning dials very prominent in the middle tape deck, mm-hmm. prominent yeah. tape deck now, so it's got a lot of buttons around the tape deck a lot of other buttons down the bottom, I don't know what they're for, but maybe you might know off the top of your head. They're all stereo controls. You know how... Oh, you okay. Would, so you've you got the stereo how... at the top, then the air conditioning, and then just additional stereo You know like how you have a bass and things like that? Oh, so they had an individual switch. Set... Had okay. to be, yeah. There was no other way of... Um, so you've still got your black leather now. Um, the gear stick's becoming very chunky now. Yes. The sort of gear sticks that we're used to Well, nowadays. BMW were a bit chunkier with steering yes. wheels and stuff anyway, but that, that's because that's an M Sport. Okay, it's yeah. not an, uh, actually I think it's an E36 M3 that one uh, you've got your electric window switches it is sorry because you can see on the wing mirror yes okay uh, noughties so this is the sort of thing that everyone's going to be familiar with now I'm not saying that people won't be familiar with you know the, the 70s the 80s the 90s everybody's going to be familiar with the noughties you know yeah. your par- if, if you didn't have a car then your parents would have had so the picture we've got here is a Ford Focus ST RS RS yeah so we've got we've got digital displays now. So the Mark when II they RS. first started coming just, in, wasn't just it? Make that point because the Mark III RS is 2010s. Oh, okay, cool. Just so this is when point. we first got like the digital displays. Yeah, uh, lots yep. of buttons. Although but... this car does have gauges. Yeah, like, it's still it's got still, the gauges. It's still yeah, got yeah. analog gauges. But I mean, so like the last... on the stereo, you've got like a digital strip yes. on the stereo yeah, yeah. and stuff. Uh, we've had, this one's actually got cloth interior as opposed to leather, but obviously we still have leather. Um, much more. I'd say, say much more modern would be the best way to describe that, wouldn't you? I think yeah. If you got everything's in that, chunkier. If you got in that and you went into it today, that yeah. feels that would feel older just because of the tech, but, but it wouldn't necessarily feel older. Yeah, yeah, because of the the way everything's placed and the size of everything. That I suppose because of safety standards. Yeah, it all feels very similar. It's just the tech that it's missing. There's, yeah, exactly. The big screens and stuff like that today. And we've got the twenty tens. I'm going to end it on the twenty tens as opposed to going into the twenty twenties. Yeah, because there's 20... not much 2020s, and I think 2010s that we've got here does actually replicate what you'll get today if you buy yeah, a car. that's a Golf GTI. So the, the 2010s, we've got the flat-bottom steering wheel, we've got the massive sat-nav screen in the middle, everything's got a digital light around it, you know, the the um, the air conditioning, yeah. the air conditioning's all lights, and there's not, it's, you've got the twisty dial, but you'll get the lights that indicate where you are, as opposed yeah. to the, the, the ones that we're used to. Um Digital screen in the middle of the speedometer. But still too analogue. But too analogue either side, which obviously now they're mainly going digital. Which is why for the next picture, which isn't one I took, no, uh, I put that off Mercedes website because I wanted to show, because that's an extreme. It is, well, one, but also it's, it's effectively what, like the new Polo, for example. Yeah, yeah. The screen, the screen yeah. system. It's just yeah. at the time, I didn't have one of the... Um, so I've probably described that really badly and everyone's probably fallen asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the Mars Driven, you can have a look. Um, and you so post based, a comment, say what you think. Yeah, it would be nice actually. Yeah, post a comment and just, just you know, you've only got to put the number. You don't have to put your reasoning or anything. But if you had to pick, which one are you going to choose? Um, I think the, I think it's a little bit difficult 
Yeah. Because there's, there's... Well, obviously, it depends which car you're looking at as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking, if you, if if every exterior yeah. was exactly the same, so you've got a generic car, yeah. but the interiors are different, have you got a preference? I've got mine. And I, I've got an odd preference. Okay. Of that, because I've driven some of the old stuff, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate getting in a car, and, and I know a lot of people won't have had this experience recently, when you get in a car... And there is nothing to distract you. Yeah, you're yeah. steering with some pedals. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you've got a radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I suppose the one I would pick would probably be the noughties, the Focus RS. Oh, okay. There. Because at that point, there was enough tech that, that you, you, could, yeah. you could have navigation, for example, and yeah. heated seats, which are nice to have. But you still had analog, basically everything. Manual was still very common. Yeah. So I feel that that was the sort of sweet spot for me where if I got in that every day, I wouldn't feel like I'm missing out on the new stuff. Yeah, that's fair. But I wouldn't feel like I'm shivering in an old classic car in the middle of yeah. winter. But yeah. I, but my other preference, if it was, I'd, I'd be like, oh, just go to the really early stuff. Well, you get so in like the sort of 60s and, it's, and you just think, this is mahogany. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sort of thing where you wouldn't have one hand on the steering wheel because you are going to hold that steering wheel with two because it's so large. Yeah, yeah, like you feel like you're driving a, a boat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I, for, I, I think, unsurprisingly, mine is actually going to be the 2010s. Okay, yeah. Because um, having, I actually borrowed my my mum's Polo last week because I was waiting to get my MOT booked in for my car, and it was, it was such a nice place to be. Yeah. Even I didn't, I barely used any of the gadgets. If I'm honest, I just put on a radio station that I liked, which is a DAB station that I can't get. I connected my phone so if I needed to make a phone call. Yeah. I, I think I made two phone calls in the entire week. Uh, that's a little ding. Yeah, that's me taking a <laughs> glass of water. Sorry, everyone. Um, I just, it was just such a nice place to be. There was a couple of mornings where it was really cold and I put the heated seat on, on level yeah. one, just so. Um, interestingly, it did take a long time to demist the windscreen, which was interesting. Uh, do you know what that is? It's because it's a brand new car. All the sort of chemicals and all the stuff from production. Oh, okay. Uh, you basically, the front, the windscreen just needs a really good clean because all the right, gases okay. and stuff, yeah, yeah, that's they fine. escape up. And I think she's had her car over summer going into winter. So if you had the air conditioner on and stuff, it yeah, clears it, it all. Yeah. And you get into winter and you start putting the heater on and that it starts bringing it all. But if yeah, now it's right, spring, okay. you probably, you know, had the heater on maybe one, you know, yeah. fan speed one and stuff. And yeah, it, that's when you notice it's, it's not necessarily it's not demisting. It's just there's a bit of residue yeah. that builds up there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked that a lot. There were some things that annoyed me. There was one time when my phone would connect, but the music app wouldn't connect. But And I wasn't okay. bothered because I wasn't listening to it, but it kept telling me on the screen that it wasn't connected, saying, please connect this, please connect this, please connect this. Oh. So it connect for calls, but it wasn't connecting for media. And messaging I have and the same issue with my partner's. Uh, I think my mum's actually got the issue now. Yeah. So I've said to her, "What you know?" My only advice, without looking at myself, was delete all the phones from the system yeah. and just reinstall your phone. That's what happens if you've got more than one. Uh, it uh, just gets a bit confused. It can get confused, especially if it's passed within the other phone recently at any point. Yeah. So, um, so I've suggested just removing both my phone and her phone and just and then reattaching re-inst- her phone. Yeah. Um. So that annoyed me a little bit. What do you but, think of it power-wise? Because she's got the one litre, but she's got the highest horsepower. You know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think we're going to probably spend a couple of minutes talking about this now. So, interesting, that car tells you, I don't know if you know this, but at the end of every journey, when you turn the engine off, it gives you a review of your drive. Does it? So, on the screen, it'll tell you how long you've been driving for, how long you've gone. 
Do they have a little teacher that says good? Yeah. That marks <laughs> yeah. you sort of eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Gives you a gold star. Yeah, it gives you your, your time travelled, your distance travelled, your average speed and your average consumption. Okay. So I was averaging on my journey to work. I was averaging around the sort of 47 to 51. Yeah. But I wasn't being overly economical. Yeah. I was settling into a drive, but it, there was... I drive along an A road that where there's always someone driving at 45. Yeah, and there's so there always were a few someone else driving at 90. Yeah, and you're so there, there the were a few overtakes to do yeah. that I um, obviously achieved on very straight areas of road where there was no danger and I could see six miles into the distance. To be fair, on that road you take, there, there is some, actually, are, some really yeah. well-sighted yeah, uh, things. Yeah. Um, I would give it a SAM score yeah, of... It's going to seem really low, but probably eight. Oh, I think eight's all right, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very jerky. I think yeah. you, you cannot pull off in that car in first smoothly. Now, is that... Because there, there is the... a point. No matter how... I've tried I've tried all different ways. I thought maybe it's because I'm used to my car. I was going to say. But I, I tried with little throttle and just lifting the clutch up. Yeah. I tried with over throttle, like you sort of... Over revving. Your stereotypical like nano driver. Learner, yeah. <laughs> or learner, yeah. That didn't work. There's always when you lift the clutch completely, there is always a point where there's a dip. Interesting. And then you can set off. Yeah. I, I mean, I tried for a week, and, and you I, I like own, to think I'm a reasonably competent driver. You also did own a Volkswagen for a few years, so yeah, it's so, not like yeah. it, and, and there's a I particular. Think you're I'm in a picture of every day. I mean, the van driving was quite smooth. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I couldn't rectify that at all, and it's similar in second as well. What was it like power wise? Because it obviously is less powerful on the figures than your car. Oh, but going along a road because I know ten it's... ten times more powerful. Interesting, isn't it? So and the numbers are lower on the sheet. Yeah, but actually but because it's on this one road, liter turbo charged yeah. thing. Um, this is something I think we, we it do. Gives you a, it, I tell you what, weirdly for such a small car, it gives you a good kick in the back. It does. It it's kicks you back. Talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say this is the thing. A lot of people they do look at the power figure on a piece of paper. And, of course, those power figures are creeping up. But because torque has increased so much yeah, in the last decade, up, you do, because you can discount things. I mean, when I heard that they only had the one litre available for that mm. Polo, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I was thinking, well, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be good enough. But with the 110 horsepower, which is the higher of the variants that you can go for, I thought it was, I thought it was perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. Especially if you were young, if you were out there and you're looking, you know, you're early 20s or you're in your teens and you're what i would have wanted at that age would be a small hot hatch which no one sells anymore the market for i'm talking small hot hatch as in the only car the only car i can think off the top of my head is it an up gti no they don't sell that no they do sell it but it's hard to get hold of because of chip shortage and they're not interested in making it um the new hyundai i10 n they're making an i10 but that's 17 grand so yeah but, but then it's probably similar pricing to what it's probably be. but um what i was going to say is if i had been a teenager now or early 20s and i'd seen that polo i would discount it because yeah. i would think oh it's not a polo gti so no. you know it's not going to be quick enough but actually if you're out there and you're listening and you think i want something that's quick you've got to consider insurance and fuel yeah. and you're just starting out but you have got the money for it because i know what you, your mum has on payments yeah and it, i think it would be an okay amount for younger people who have yeah, I don't, yeah. you know if you're, if you're living at home or you know you're just starting out and you've got a paycheck and you, yeah. you haven't got a load of other things to be paying out for i'd walk into the volkswagen dealer and i'd say look 
can have a drive of the R line, so you've got at least a sporty kit. Because it does look nice. It does. It is a very nice looking car, yeah. You, on that one, you can actually pick a bigger set of wheels as well, which really does yeah, bring Yeah, that's the line. one thing I was going to say. It probably would do with some slightly bigger wheels. I think the, the compromise with the one that um, your mum got was that if you put the bigger wheels on, you do compromise uh, comfort a little bit. Yeah, now, that's fine. Well, and you're going to compromise economy as well, I suppose, aren't you? Tiny bit, tiny bit, but yeah. the actual rolling radius of the wheel is going to be the yeah. same. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but if you're young, you're not going to care so much because we're not talking about the difference of a race car no. and an SUV. <laughs> no, no. You know, it's just you'll notice it a bit more over the yeah. bumps. And Whereas stuff, there was a, for your mum, it didn't matter so much. She was like, well, actually, I'd rather have the, rather sli- the comfort. Yeah. yeah, slightly thicker sidewall. Also, you don't have to worry so much about catching a curb. No, that's all true. those things. Yeah. So if you're younger and you think, well, you know what? If you catch a curb, you just have to get refurbed, and you'd rather have something that looks nice. I would genuinely go into a Volkswagen dealer. I'd say, could I have a drive of the one litre, the hundred and ten horsepower, and I think that would be a good hot hatch, as it were. Yeah. yeah. Because yes, hundred and ten horsepower sounds like something that it was never sporty, but because it's got such a good torque. It has, and it does. It gives you a good kick, and you can quite comfortably overtake people on the road, which I think is a good measure of whether a car's got a decent acceleration about it. Yeah. You can sit there and say, "Well, I didn't beat this person off the lights." How many times in a day you actually realistically be racing people at the lights? Yeah, exactly. It's like you could be stuck on an A road behind someone, yeah, doing forty in a sixty, yeah, fifty, even fifty in a sixty. If you want to travel sixty, which is your right to travel sixty, yeah, yeah you can get then, there. Yeah, you know. You can you're allowed to overtake that person as yeah. long as it's safe to do so. Yeah. Then there's no. Re- the only thing, another thing, sorry, that I didn't overly I didn't. It probably annoyed me a little bit more than the foam thing. Was the sound of the car? It sounds lovely. Okay. But when it's constantly changing, telling you to change up gears. Because yeah, it's, because it's, I know that's have this to, ego got, trainer thing. But the yeah. thing is the where you feel you're at in the rev band, yeah. you don't feel like you should be changing gear. Yeah. So even at 2,000 RPM, I think it's they've it's not loud enough to make you think, well, I should change gear now. Because you probably should change gear at 2,000 RPM if you're looking economical and you're not accelerating hard. Yeah. That's about when you think, well, actually, yeah, we'll switch into the, the next gear up. Yeah. But it seemed like it wasn't going... If you were sort of going up a slight hill... In third, you think, well, I won't select fourth, but really, but really, the the car probably would take fourth. Yeah. Um, if you did listen to the computer, there'd be a lot of times where you feel, well, I'm going to stall. Yes. And okay. that's a problem because you can't turn that off. Yeah, they they, they have to be. I th- I, you can I turn off. Of... So I found out you can turn off the middle thing, so it gives you eco tips, right. where it says mm-hmm. like, do not disengage, uh, do not engage the clutch above thirteen hundred RPM when braking. Um, and if you haven't changed up and listened to the computer telling you to change up gears, it will say eco tip, check the uh, gear change monitor. Yeah, you can turn that off, which is fine because yeah. what you can't turn off is in the rev counter on the left. It will say five arrow six or okay, four arrow six. Yeah, you can't turn that off. Is it the end of the world? Probably not. Is it a little bit annoying? Yes, it is. And if it is going to be your everyday driver, it probably will start to grate on you a little bit. I wonder if I know it annoys my mum. Yeah, but I think she's learned to live with it, and she's obviously driven the car for a lot longer than I have. I wonder if you took it to, uh, or if you bought. You know these. There's a lot of these the little computer OBD things. readers yeah. that connect to your phone. You could turn it off on there. Um, that you can sort of buy. There's a couple of big companies. You always see them advertising on eBay on people. Uh, not yeah. eBay, sorry, on YouTube. On yeah. 
people's uh, car um I just videos. think if it is something that is a legal requirement now for cars, for well, car manufacturers, maybe you can't turn it off. Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world, if I'm honest. I mean, you yeah. can learn to live with it. It's just, it was... You, well, I think a lot of new cars It was effectively it. a long test drive that yeah. I did for the week. Yeah. And it, I'm just picking up on things that annoyed me. Econ- Economy-wise, I was quite happy with it. I picked it up and it had... It was either... I couldn't tell because I couldn't tell where it was supposed to finish, but it was either one bar or two, two bars off full. And I gave it back with three bars left and 120 miles remaining. And I'd been to see and you. And then ran so, before your mum no, noticed no, I said, you I said, I said to mum, I said, do you want me to fill it up? And she said, no, no, it's absolutely fine. Like, I, I actively don't want you to fill it up. It was a gift me giving you the car for the week. Oh, that's funny. So the um, video she sent me of you diving through your uh, own car window. That was some really and... clever editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so I, I mean, I did my usual commute, which is 40 miles each, uh, 40 mile round trip a day. But I came to see you on the Monday and I did a couple of other bits where I drove here and there. I forgot you, so had, it, I, you had it here. It was averaging have, uh, it was averaging about 50. I would have been interested miles. just to have a look, see if there was any, any option thing to really shut off all those stuff. But you can I, shut I'm off, sure you, you can shut off a lot it. of the stuff, but yeah. I just I couldn't. I mean, there may be somebody listening that's like, well, I know that you can. You're talking absolute rubbish. Well, they can let us know. Um, how you please do, do let us know because <laughs> you'll sure. be improving our quality of life. Yeah. Sure, uh, we'd, we'd but no, other than that, I think I think a very good car, and I do agree with you. It'd be a great choice for for a young driver. For a young driver, definitely. Yeah, you know, see, it's, it's it's a car that actually caters for the whole range of drivers. It, th- it's good for your young driver. It's good yeah. for someone my age. Yeah, it's good for someone in their forties. Yeah, yeah. It's good for the the I don't want to say the old drivers because mum's not an old driver, but it's good for the older generation, and it's probably good for old people as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, I think it's it just got everything a, for everyone. It ticks a lot of boxes because it's efficient, small. Yeah, okay, but so it's probably a, not it's a family a car, car, but then it is a you small car. You'd, you'd get a golf. So. I think the good thing for me is that a lot of the time, because of we live in a generation of uh, social media, I think a lot of younger people have grown up and they believe that the only way to enjoy a car is to have the, the hot badge. Yeah. And actually, That's not true. 15 I years time. ago, when we were uh, sort of getting our first cars and everything else, that wasn't, oh, was it 15 or 20? Uh, well, don't know, doesn't matter. 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, that wasn't the the case. There were a lot of sort of hot. For example, Vol- uh, Vauxhall had a SRI, and then they had a VXR. Yeah, we you had know. we both had the one eight SRI. We, had, we went SRI, which was probably the most fun car I've driven. Yeah, and folk, uh, Ford had the ZTEC S, mm-hmm. which was sporty enough. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they had the ST, and you just knew classically. The classic thing for a lot of young people was, well, I can't afford the insurance. No, on but the I really hot stuff on the sporty, but one. The, yeah, the one down. And I think the problem is now a lot of those badges have disappeared, and a lot of people just see the, the hot badges and they think, yeah. well, you know, I need to pay two thousand pounds a month, uh, sorry, a year for insurance on a on a GTI. It's probably too powerful for you at that age. Yeah, definitely. And you, you know, what you're going to do? You're going to put it in a tree. Get something that's less powerful. You can drive it harder without breaking the speed limit and actually enjoy and it without breaking it and yourself. So, you know, it's a bit of a win-win. Do you want to do one more car, Sam, off Instagram? Uh, yep, I can. Give before me two we, seconds uh... before, because I've closed it. Uh, do you want to select the last one? Ooh, we might be here a while. Oh, do you know what I'm going to pick? And it's a, it's an odd choice, but there's a Jaguar... Uh, what was it? An XJR. Oh, that's what I was going to pick. Oh, was it? <laughs> that's weird. Do you know why I picked it? It's in the description of it. 217,000 miles. Yeah, that's that's mad. And it was a 94, 95. Uh, that, I mean, great colour. 
It's, it's a lovely colour. It's it sort of a, um, like a turquoise now, is it? A bit further down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sort of like a turquoise. I'd probably say teal. It's yeah, teal, teal, yeah. I think actually teal was, was how the um, how he put it up in the end. And uh, didn't go for it from memory. The owner basically was selling it because he'd had it a long time. He, funny enough, used to drive. He lived in the north of London. Yeah. The car, I don't think it was going to be ULEZ exempt. It fell between being uh, historic, okay. so being yeah. 40 years old, because it was a 90, say 94, 95. So it, it wasn't old enough to be exempt for being uh, historic. Yeah. And it wasn't new enough to have an efficient enough petrol engine. Interesting. It's the badge on this correct because it's got the sort of circular jaguar badge but it's also got the the 3d jaguar but that seems to be quite high up the bonnet Is yeah that i don't know yeah i kind I of feel th- like that's been added on after might be the pictures yeah quite possibly but, um, be worth looking it did into. seem a bit odd although but there was i mean you have to think that thing i think it was done 217 okay so it's in its life it's going to have had different parts put on uh it had the four liter v or four liter six-cylinder engine, I think it was, rather than the earlier V12. Oh, okay. Um, but the only thing about that car, from memory, drove pretty nice. <laughs> Actually, drove... I mean, it's a Grand Tourer, so... It's it, a lovely car. It, I do like this it, car. It drove, but it, it drove like a, a Grand Tourer. Yeah. The interior, because it has, uh, had this newer engine, it's the last of the, the XJRs, um, it had a an interior that was okay to be in. It felt dated, but it didn't feel really really dated yeah even for its mileage the only thing i think let it down a bit but the back bumper i think would have needed uh either replacing or work it had some chrome work that just rusted through oh okay and i think that it had some areas where water had just been able to collect around the, the sort of rear uh, arches where it would need it's the sort of car work. you'd love to take it out for a drive at the weekend you would yeah, yeah. And, and you would be fixing it you know whenever you want because it would it still drove the guy yeah, still yeah. used it uh, to but do... you'd be updating bits on it as yeah, and when you could, you? When... but you could drive it if if needs be. I and mean, the... it wouldn't be your everyday car at that point, obviously. No. The nice thing about that would be that you probably couldn't get parts easily, so actually it would be a long-term project of just doing bits to it as and when you could get yeah. the bits you need. Uh, and otherwise, you could just take it for a, for a long cruise. The guy had taken it, I think, sort of 200 or 300 mile round trip before selling it. Oh, okay. a, to do, a to do a bit of just proving, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it, it's it running fine. Yeah. But also just, why not? He, he was going to sell it. He knew he wasn't going to buy anything like that again because, as I said, he either had to buy something that was historic or pay. Yeah. Uh, every time he went to central London, it would have been you yeah, know, which plus is, congestion. Yeah, so which if you're doing quid. on the regular, is just it's not really viable. No. But no, that's, that's, a, that's a nice car like that one. I do but, like that car a lot. Um, it looks really nice in that sort of maroony clarity colour. Yeah, well, there's another. Is, it, is there one on there that's a uh, maroon colour? I did another one. Uh, you've done one, but it's in black and white, and you've just taken a picture of the headlights. Oh, okay. I will try and upload. There's another one, another <laughs> XJR, and it's in that colour. That oh, we were okay. talking yeah, about. I think that's the best colour if you're going to get one of those. And uh, I remember speaking to the guy who owned that. It was a lovely drive in it, really good time. He had bought it during the COVID lockdowns. Oh, okay. As a sort of thing to go out and enjoy. Yeah. when the lockdowns were not restricted because he usually went on international holidays. Right, okay, so he just wanted to take some of these Something, just go out with him. Yeah, again, he lives in central London, so oh, he, wow, he, okay. he just parked it in an underground car park and it only went out. God, that must have been miserable. Oh, he did a lockdown. I think he did 2,000 miles in it in his ownership of two years. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. 
I'd say two years, 18 months. But he was one of those people that had inadvertently bought a brilliant one. Yeah. Like he, he said, <laughs> oh, and he didn't really know too much about it. He said, look, I just wanted something. And I saw one of these when I was, you know, in my 20s. And he was now in his 50s. And so yeah. he thought, oh, I'll go and buy one. And someone had told him as he went to go and buy another one, you don't want this one. This was the seller. Oh, okay. You don't want this one, but I've got a mate who's got a really nice one. And that was this car that oh, he wow. bought. Oh, wow, okay. And you think, oh, they're probably having him on. The boot was just filled with receipts and everything. And I was looking around it and I said, this has had uh, this done and, and this done. Oh, this one's, uh, oh, you've got a receipt for that. Oh, well, that's good. And, and it was just complete, he just inadvertently, completely accidentally. Yeah. Did he make bought, some money on it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he bought, because he bought a brilliant one without knowing. Yeah, that's good. So a, there's obviously a very good community around these vehicles because the one he was trying to buy, the guy realised he wasn't going to be able to, like this person buying it wasn't going to fix it up. Yeah. It wasn't a hobby car. He wanted to be able to do a few holidays in it. Yeah. That was it. And so we just put him on with to... these cars. You're not getting the sort of like the story we told on the last podcast about like, oh, sorry the one before last, like the Civic Type R that we went to look at. You're not going to get those sorts of sellers no, no. with these types of. You're cars. generally just dealing with people who are very into. I mean, you get the odd odd. Oh, of course, there's always yeah, an exception, yeah. but you're generally dealing with owners' clubs, people that love them, yes. people that want to keep them on the road, people yeah. that are actually interested in where's it going to go, where's it going to live next. Yeah, you know that's yeah. one of the things we always used to say. It's lived. It's like it's lived the last ten years here, and now it's off to, to now. Yeah, yeah. And, and people, send me pictures. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, that was a, that was a good one. There's there's other cars on the miles driven. If there's a particular one that you want to, that you've seen images of and you've got a bit of a question of, then bomb yeah, I mean just... we're always happy to chuck little segments in. So even if you've just said, yeah, well, yeah. I like the look of this car, you know, could you talk a little bit about that? I'd like to know more about the car. You know, we can do a 10, 15, it'll probably end up being 30-minute segment on it. Yes. Once we get going, we tend to, to rattle on. This was actually going to be a short podcast, but I think we've ended up doing 50-odd minutes. Shortish. Shortish. Shortish, Shortish compared to our last yes. few podcasts, which yes. have been verging on the length of a football match. Yes. <laughs> but no, I think that's a nice positive positive note to end. Yeah. Yeah, someone got a good deal on the car, and they sold it for more money, and they enjoyed it. Yeah, so. and the next time was happy, because they also got something that was good, so... Because that there guy, you, you know, all he'd done was do 2,000 miles in it and service yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, exactly, you know, yeah. Apart from it having a bit of wear on the tyres. Yeah. And it lived with a dust sheet over it in an underground car park for, for two years. So. It's a win-win for everyone involved. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we shall uh, we'll catch you in the next one. We'll see you there.